0: Welcome to today's episode of the Dr. MC Self-Care Cabaret Podcast. I'm Teresa Melito connors a PhD-level self-care expert in the greater Boston area with a passion for helping others recognize the importance of caring for themselves. I am delighted today to chat with Kim Bizjak. Kim is an astrologer, medium, and sea witch living aboard a sailboat Kim offers unique lifestyle inspiration and intuitive personal navigation for adventurous free spirits. Kim offers so much and is very passionate about the work she does. Kim and I first connected early on during COVID on Facebook. I had put up a post asking folks to share any guided meditations that I could use during my weekly Facebook live sessions. Kim enthusiastically responded to my request and shared her chakra balancing meditation from her book, Ghost Stories and Hippie Stuff. It's actually not stuff, but this is an edited podcast. This started our connection and we also found out we're both Emerson College alum and have several mutual friends. I'm so excited to chat with Kim today. So we'll get started. Thank you so much, Kim, for joining me today on the Dr. MC Self-Care Cabaret podcast.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, I'm excited. So I want to I want to dive right in because I'm secretly fascinated with your whole story um, about living on a sailboat and whatnot. I think it's um, it's really cool. So can you tell me a little bit kind of about how that came to be?
1: So um, my husband and I, we were kind of, you know, living the American dream. We had a 2,700 square foot house in the Seattle area, like a view of the Puget Sound and, you know, like nice cars. I had my, my own little business. I did, you know, massage and sound healing and Reiki and mediumship and stuff out like in this little studio that we built at my house and things were great, right? But we never saw each other cause we were working so much. We were like totally in debt. We had car payments, credit card bills, and you know, like mm. <laughs> everyone owes so much on their house that we weren't really feeling like we were, I don't know, living. Right. Yeah. Um, and we have kids and our kids are just getting older. And then, um, my stepmom passed away from cancer and my, my father-in-law years before that, he also passed away from cancer. And we were talking about how, you know, our parents, they didn't get the chance to like, retire and do all the things that they said they wanted to do. They all wanted to travel and do all these things and it's like you never know, life's really short, right? And like it's I said, true. I was doing mediumship readings. I was kind of in this like uh, you know, between life or death kind of work all the time, like mm. just knowing that life's so short. So we're like, you know what? Let's just do it. We sold everything we owned. <laughs> um had lots of yard sales and threw out a lot of things, sold the house, sold it cars. Passed and uh yeah we bought a sailboat in san diego and we fixed her up about took us like four months to fix her up and then we spent two years sailing through central america so we uh, we did nine countries and about 8 000 nautical miles um, homeschooled the kids uh yeah it was quite the adventure and then when COVID hit we were in panama that's a whole long story <laughs> um but we ended up, we're like, okay, well, what, are, where are we going? What are we doing? You know, my son was about to start high school. My kid's like super smart. He like reads physics books for fun. And he's probably going to graduate a year early. He wants to be a rocket scientist.
0: Oh, so, <laughs> so like, we
1: better put him That's in real awesome. high school. Like I can't homeschool this kid. So, uh, so we decided to go back to our second home, which is in Salem, Massachusetts. You know, we live, he started kindergarten here so. He decided he wanted to go to high school with all of his old friends. And uh, now we're oh, wow. hanging out and freezing. Oh my god. There's goodness. ice all around our boat. And Ooh. I really want to go back to the tropics.
0: Yeah, I bet that I just think that's so cool. And how did your kids did they did they like it? Were they on board with this plan? Or you know,
1: <laughs> they were both really I mean, my daughter was what, like not almost five when we bought the boat. So she kind of just doesn't know anything different. Um, my son, you know, we had, he, we had to take him out of school. And I mean, he kind of missed his friends and really missed having Wi-Fi and things like that. But I mean, the experiences that we gave them, they are both like, they're just such good kids. Like they're not citizens of white pick fence USA. They're mm. citizens of the world. And, you know, some of these places we went to and families that we met, like they live on, you know, an Island in El Salvador with no power and no water and you know, like teaching them that how fortunate they are, I think is like really important. It makes my kids pretty cool. I mean, that's not awesome to pat my own back. But, you know. <laughs> well, I think
0: it's cool. I mean, it's unique. You know, I'm not going to lie. Some days I'm like, you know what? Enough. Like, I could totally see myself getting to the point of being like, and we're off. <laughs> like, yeah. And I mean, I've I've seen some of your pictures, your beautiful uh, photographs that you've taken all around the world. And I mean, they're breathtaking. It's it's really um it's really cool. So I I, I don't know. I just think it's kind of fascinating. And the, I love that you ended back up in Salem, Massachusetts, because that's one of my favorite places in the world. And I love it here. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Although I don't know if I'd want to live in Salem on a boat, truthfully. <laughs> it feels like a little <laughs> cold. I don't know <laughs> Not right now.
1: Yeah. But my son actually fell through the ice today. Oh, my goodness. He was standing on it this morning right next to the boat. And then he thought he would try it again when it's 20 degrees, you know, warmer in the afternoon and fell in like backpack, Chromebook. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, I almost was late to do this podcast because I had to fish my child out of the ocean. Well, goodness, I would have understood if you
0: had to (laughs) fish your child out of the ocean. Is he he okay? Yeah, he's
1: fine. He's fine. Oh, goodness. Well, even his phone is fine and everything, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this kid almost gave me a heart attack. Oh my God, that's (laughs) that's too much.
0: So we're going to talk. I want to know about how you like to practice self-care and what that kind of means to you and how you make sure you're taking care of yourself. So
1: here's the weird thing about me. This is what I have learned. You, when, when before we sold everything and bought this boat, I thought that self-care was like sitting on a beach with a margarita. <laughs> I mean, on It can be. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. But I it's mean, much more than that. Right, exactly. know i did a lot of meditation and i do all this chakra balancing and i do reiki and i do all of these you know metaphysical ways to take care of yourself i really do think meditation is really important but i always thought like life is crazy life is crazy we when we wanted to go i wanted to be able to slow down like i you know like right now if i cook something in the kitchen like the us just has everything that's just pre-chopped and pre-made and you're not really like sitting there and have the time to like chop every little carrot, like you don't have to have all these gadgets and to just kind of like be present and really slow down, Mm. I guess, is what I like to do the most. And because I thought like, wow, I really want to just like live on the beach. I want white sand beaches and crystal clear water all the time. And that's going to make me happy. And that's going to take care of me. But while we were doing it, I mean, of course, it's amazing, right? And I sound really terrible to say this, but it's like, how many white sand beaches and crystal clear water can we go to? (laughs) Like, I know it sounds really crazy to think like, you know, that it gets old after a while. Like, wow, I don't know, guys, this perfect island isn't quite as amazing as the last perfect island.
0: (laughs) I think I'd like to give it a try. I gotta be honest. I mean,
1: (laughs) yeah. But I mean, how weird is it that we started feeling like that? Like, I don't know, we want to change. And we're like now, yeah, I mean, my kid fell through the ice today, but it's it's winter. And I'm like, I just take the time to really just appreciate what we're doing when we're doing it. Like, wow, guys, we're going to have a blizzard this weekend. It's going to be so cool, even though we're freezing and the boat's covered in plastic. And but it's just I guess I've just learned that It doesn't matter where you are or things that you want and things that you you're really working towards, like you're going to get there and then you're going to want something else. You know, like they say, like Mm. the grass is always greener. So I think I do. I think the most important thing is to just really like slow down and think about the things that you're doing right this second. And I know the meditation is important and that's kind of how you really get in touch with your body and you and your breath and that kind of thing. But like chopping carrots is very like meditative mm. by itself, you know, to just, just slow down, I guess is, that'd be my advice. Just slow down.
0: (laughs) I like that and really be in the present moment. And I think about that too a lot of times with food. And it kind of hit me. It was last year sometime my husband and I were randomly wanted to make um, wonton soup. So I found myself like making wontons for the first time by hand. And I'm in recovery for disordered eating and exercise bulimia. And we just move too fast as a a society in general. But for the first time actually making wantons because it's such a tedious experience with folding the little wrapper and separating the wrapper and rubbing the edges with water and chopping the vegetables and making the the filling that i was like this is what it means to eat as an act of love and to like right. i felt i felt so present and like fortunate and like just in love with the process of making the food that I even like, I wrote a blog post about it. And I remember being like, wow, I actually for the like, understand what that meant to, and I really felt it that like that act of love of like creating and being so present in that moment. And especially with food, where it's something that I've struggled with from time to time for in various ways. Um, but so I, it was, you were talking about like chopping the carrots. That's what I was remembering back to. And just being in the moment and slowing down enough to appreciate those things. But well, we tend to do what the opposite. We get annoyed. Right. We're like, Oh, I got to peel the carrots. Why didn't, why didn't, you know, BJ's have the peeled carrots or <laughs> something like exactly. they're already matched it carrots or whatever that you did. not There would have been faster because we want to just, we don't take the time to slow down.
1: It was a very hard transition going from like sailing everywhere we wanted to go and then getting back here where we're like, okay, we need to buy a car again. Justin's got to get a job. We got to, you know, like I found myself really wanting to take back roads. Like mm. the, the highway was too crazy and everyone's so busy and like, oh my gosh, people are calling me like the the school needs like my email and my phone number and my, I'm like, ah, you know, to just kind of like, gosh, you guys just like, calm down. Yeah, breathe. It's <laughs> going to be all right.
0: <laughs> no, we tend to move. Like we just, that it, it's like yeah, I think that's great advice. Just like slow down. And nobody's mm-hmm. going to and remember, though, nobody's going to like award you for that or like um, appreciate you for that. Like setting those boundaries and taking time for yourself can sometimes be a little rebellious because that's not what society expects. That's not the expectation. Mm hmm so but I I love that it's so so important and so I want to next talk about something a little bit different but I recently purchased your um a birth chart from you which was very cool and I did the the fancy one the 50 page one there that you um you offered and I was I'm fascinated by astrology I've always been interested in I do identify as a Pisces which I know you are as well and um but this was really my first time getting into, like, the other aspects of your moon sign, which for me is Capricorn, and my rising sign, which is Leo. And then you kind of indicated to me about if I really wanted to, like, read my daily horoscope, that maybe I should read it from my rising sign. And so I'm just kind of curious about, like, that and what you can tell people a little bit more about your astro uh, your astrology work.
1: Right. So... um astrology i know everybody just knows what their sun sign is right like the moment you were born the planets were all in a certain spot up there in the sky or below the sky you know and where those placements are make you who you are your rising sign is the next sign that was coming up over the horizon the moment you were born so it's like um you know, so your sun sign is your, it's like your main identity. It's like kind of just your whole essence. It's, you know, obviously what we do day by day, we, we really relate to our sun sign because that's the sun is like closest thing to us, right? Your moon is your, your inner emotions and maybe things that you don't share with others and things that make you feel good and comfortable and that kind of thing. And your rising sign is, um, it's like what people see when they first meet you. Like, mm. um, And it's kind of this, like this role that you're playing in life that like, Hey, I was told growing up that this is how I needed to be. So like for you with your rising sign of Leo, it's like, you were told like creativity is super important. Self-expression is super important. And even if you don't like feel that, like deep down, that's like what you, that's like who you are. The moment you meet someone, people are like, Oh my God, she's so like, she's so Leo. She's so like out there and so cool, you know, it
0: is like, it's kind (laughs) of (laughs) wild,
1: So because your rising sign is in your first house, so like the sky is um, broken up in like little pie chunks, your rising sign is always in your first house. So that determines what houses everything in your chart lays into, which makes that rising sign really important when you read your horoscope. Like it's, um, yeah, your sun sign is obviously going to resonate a little bit, but the the planets are going to be laid out according to where your first house is, where that rising sign is. So it's just going to give you a lot more accurate representation of what's going on because your rising sign is very like what's happening right now in this moment. It's almost like it's not you. It's like the stuff that's happening and how you're acting right then and there.
0: Hmm.
1: So it's just kind of a deeper, more yeah, more, it's just more accurate. You can definitely read it for your sun sign also. And that'll resonate a little too, but I've found like I'm a cancer rising. So I was reading my horoscope for cancer first and it always makes so much more sense because of, um, that, yeah, it's just, that's like where you start. It's your first house, you know?
0: I love it. I think it's, I think it's so cool. And like I said, I've always been fascinated from by astrology, ever since like I was in middle school, I can remember like going to the mall on Friday night and like going into the new age section at whatever bookstore I was at the mall then and like buying like an astrology book and then making my friends like take the tests in it to like see if they were a real like whatever. And I just always have loved it. And I even actually have a self care and astrology series on my blog where I talk about um, it's this other book that I have that I kind of go through and pull like the pieces and frame it on, around the 10 domains of self care. So any given um, zodiac sign kind of how they um may want to practice self-care so it's kind of like i've played with it that way but this is really the first time where i've gotten into this and i'm fascinated by it and it reminds me years ago so my mom and my husband are both leos and i Mm -hmm. i love leos i've always felt that i identify with leos but i always just thought it was because of my mom and then more recently or not that recent um my husband but even before i met my husband I worked, um, I was working at Lord & Taylor, which I don't even know if that exists anymore. And I met this woman and she was really cool. And she was just like a customer in the store. And I was talking, I was helping her with something. And she just kind of looked at me and she goes, when's your birthday? And I was like, uh, <laughs> what? March 9th. And I'm like, I'm a Pisces. And she goes, oh you have very strong Leo influence. And I was like, uh, <laughs> my mom's a Leo. Like <laughs> I was like 20 something. This was a long time ago, but it would always stuck with me. Cause I was like, what did she see? Like, what did that? What was that? And like, I never like, and so now when I just got your, um, your report that you did my, uh, birth chart,
1: I was like, Oh, I wonder if it was that. That's the <laughs> first impression. That's what you see. I always say it's what people notice it when you're at the grocery store. Like, yeah. And like when you're in line with a customer, You know, I'm I'm Cancer rising, so I'm always like, "Hi, how are you? How's your day?" Like I'm all like nurturing and kind, and but that's not really how I am. I'm kind of, (laughs) you know, (laughs) (laughs) blunt. But that's like what I do. The moment I meet someone, you know, they don't really see the real me until later. You know? Yeah. No. (laughs) I'm not like I'm not really nice, but you know, it's kind of like that. Like so, yeah. That's what some somebody's going to see that at the grocery store. They're going to see Leo real fast. You know. That's so
0: funny. And then, so my husband's a Leo and Pisces and Leo don't typically, they're not typically a good match. And Mm -hmm. I think we're fantastic, but, and I think he would agree. But aside from that, he'll sometimes tease me and he'll go, that's because you were raised by a lion. You were raised by a Leo. That's (laughs) why. But I actually wonder, like now I'm curious, I want to like do my mom's birth chart and I want to do my husband's and then like see where like they fall
1: and see where those other signs are for them as well. It's so much fun to do all that. Or I do like relationship readings where you can kind of compare both of them together. And it's just so fun. I just love it all. Fun.
0: I know you offer like some really fascinating services. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Oh, man, I do so many things. Is this is where you want me to tell people to my website and stuff? Um. Yeah. Why not? We can. We. Um, I have well, other questions
0: to, for you, but we can. Right, um, it's hard to
1: describe if I don't like say like. Okay. Well, this is kind of how this works out. All right. So um, go for it. <laughs> so when we sailed away, we did. We had a blog and a podcast and a YouTube called Life Off the Deep End because you know people told us we were crazy selling everything we owned and living on a boat. So <laughs> and then on the side of that. I kind of took my little, my little studio. I mean, obviously I couldn't do massage virtually, but I did, I did Reiki, um, through zoom and tarot readings and, um, astrology, like typing them up like I did for you. And that's what I did as we sailed to kind of, you know, at least pay for groceries. Um, and then, and that was called seeing from the sea. And then when we moved back here, and I just got more and more and more into astrology, the more I did, the more I'm like, I can't do anything anymore unless I see your birth chart before I do it. Like, I don't know. It's really <laughs> and I was thinking about, you know, celestial navigation, because that's what we're doing out there in the ocean. We're like finding our way using stars. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like a really great astrology name. <laughs> yeah, it so, is. So that's why I kind of have that too. So, now like life off the deep end has kind of turned into more like life coaching like when the pandemic hit people are like oh my gosh like how do you do this uh, maybe i want to homeschool or i can't find these ingredients at the grocery store right now how do you cook with such limited ingredients and um like uh i want to sell everything i want to move away or i hate my <laughs> job what job should i take instead and so i started kind of doing that so that's kind of like one side of my business and then the other side's the celestial navigation astrology and I have a little office now in Salem that I got this summer where I do, well, I'm still switching my massage license over from Washington to Massachusetts. That's still a thing. I'm waiting until mercury retrograde is over. I'm hoping that goes through in the next week. This mercury retrograde
0: has <laughs> been rough.
1: It's super <laughs> rough, but yeah, so I do sound healing. I do I do chakra balancing, lots of chakra balancing. Um, and yeah, tarot and I don't know, all these things. And I kind of combine them all into one session. Um, and then, so, yeah, I, so I kind of do both. So I do the stuff in my office and I do the life coaching online. And then I do the astrology and the tarot, like through zoom. Cause I've been using zoom like way before zoom was cool.
0: Before it was trendy. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like the, the original zoom people. Oh my God. That's so, awesome. So yeah, it's kind of a long story and I don't really know like what my title is or I just say it. people are like, what do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a sea witch. <laughs> I like it. I just do all the <laughs> all the things that proper sea witch should do. <laughs>
0: I think it's really cool. And, um, do you still do the medium ship work or not so much? no
1: so, yes. Um, but I don't do it as its own session anymore. It's more like when I do this, it's called the, my celestial spa session where I do chakra balancing and Reiki and sound healing and, And um, sometimes I get messages when I'm, you know, like most of them I'm sitting by the feet, which I thought was really weird at first. But now I'm like, well, that's root chakra. That's ancestors. That's that's your family. That's where loved ones would come through. So that definitely happens. But um, like I had covid in July and I'm still dealing with like this long covid stuff. And Mm. I feel like it's really kind of irked my energy. And I feel like you have to be like really you have to be like really connected and really grounded and really a lot of things to do mediumship. So I don't know. I don't feel like I'm like in it right now. So it just, so I do it as like a, Oh, well someone happened to come through. (laughs) Not like like I'm trying. So yeah, that's kind of how it is right now. We'll see. We'll see if it, we do it some more soon (laughs) now that I'm starting to feel better. Finally, six months later.
0: Thank goodness. I know I've, I've followed some of your journey that you've shared, which thank you for sharing that on social media for folks that that don't know Kim just, you know, she, um, I think you're identified now as what a COVID long hauler. Mm -hmm. Um, and you went through quite, um, a, a difficult, I can't even imagine, um, time where you were quite sick and um you blood shared- clot
1: in my lung and everything yeah. and i was vaccinated too like i mean probably would have died if i wasn't like oh, that's goodness. just crazy
0: no it is crazy and and i do appreciate you though being so vulnerable and open and sharing it because i feel like it was helpful for other people to read and i mean we're all kind of figuring this out as we as we go along and um you know i hope that you are 100 very very soon um because that's <laughs> kind of crazy that it's still um the effects are still lingering.
1: Yeah, it's really this stuff's just crazy.
0: Yeah, my goodness. So you've mentioned um chakra balancing, and I do have a special treat for this podcast episode. We're going to share um one of Kim's chakra balancing meditations. But for our listeners who maybe don't know what that is, can you explain a little bit about the chakras and what a chakra balancing meditation is? is and will do
1: yes so like i said i do a lot of chakra work already like we have energy centers in our body right like people know about our energy in general right like our aura or you know it's all these called different things our energy is you know it's it's reiki it's chi it's prana like depending on where where you are in the world sure um, but we've got these, there's a lot of chakras actually, but there's seven main chakras that correlate to um, different uh, th- different uh, mind, body, spirit correlation, I guess, to each one. So, you know, for example, like your root chakra, and I was just telling you about how that's, it, yeah, it's your ancestors, it's your family, it's, um, yeah, what makes you you, it's you growing up and that kind of thing. Um, but it also physically, it's like your, your hips and your legs and your, um, your skeleton, like your skeleton, your, your physical scaffolding, you know, it's what holds you together. Um, so we've got seven of those that kind of go up the body and the top ones, like your crown isn't even part of your body. It connects you to higher source, whatever you think that is, you know, God, the universe, mother nature, whatever, something that's bigger than you, um, So we're kind of like connected to the ground and connected to the heavens by these seven swirling energy centers. Um, So the meditation is, um, it's a little bit of education about what each chakra does and things to let go of as you're visualizing the different color lights that um, kind of swirl around and, yeah, it's 10 minutes and it's pretty easy to do. Um, I try to, I try to do this myself. At least I say, I say that I try to do it every day, but it doesn't. Happen. <laughs> you know how it goes, you can do it once a week. It's so much better. And then, you know, if you do have somebody who does Reiki or does chakra balancing and really kind of, I call it like psychic surgery, I'm kind of like getting in there and sort of like picking things apart and I get like different intuitive um, messages and um, pictures and things that I kind of write down. So there's, you have so much stuff like built up, you know, a lot of people have problems with their heart chakra. Like Mm. they don't, they're not, they give love and they don't, they don't receive it. They've got this like block. Um, so I don't know, doing a meditation like this is like a quick, easy way to kind of go, Oh yeah, actually I feel that in my body. And here's a way to kind of get, get rid of that and clear it so that you kind of go about your day. That makes sense. I kind of rambled, didn't I? <laughs> yeah,
0: no, it's awesome. I love um, I love chakras. And I know like so you mentioned the heart, you mentioned the root, the crown. I know like the throat chakra. Doesn't that govern um like communication and like your mm-hmm. voice and
1: speaking that? your truth, not worrying about what people think about you, what you say, and that kind of you know things that people have, you know,
0: issues yeah. with. <laughs> and then there's what there's the third eye, which folks tend to know mm-hmm. like your intuition, what that one is. Then- so that's
1: the thing though, people with the third eye, they think that that's where like our gut, our gut intuition comes from, but that's a sacral chakra. That's like right above your, your root, like your gut, like your gut feeling like, wow, I shouldn't go this way to work today. Something feels off. That's mm. in your body. Your third eye is more like your intuition and your like visioning, like looking forward you know, like manifesting and kind of looking for signs and kind of knowing which way you need to go, but not so much like, does it feel right? If I went this way, you need your
0: right. That's in the gut.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool.
0: No, I I think that's awesome. I'm excited to share your guided meditation with folks. So they don't need to do anything special. They should just get kind of comfy and, and listen. Yep. Get company.
1: You can sit on a chair. You can lay on a bed, you know, anywhere. You don't have to do anything special. I always think people are like, I don't know how to meditate. I'm like, you just, you sit still and you close your eyes and you breathe.
0: Yeah. Well, there's so many myths.
1: So many myths
0: <laughs> around it, right? They're like, oh, I got to sit in, like, the pose on the floor and the hands and, like, think about nothing for 45 minutes on end. It's like, no, 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 no. That's,
1: no. Not. No, that's real quick. Just close your eyes and just listen. Yeah.
0: yeah. I, I use this example a lot, but uh, one of the podcast episodes, uh, I was interviewing a friend of mine, and she was talking about, that, like, she just takes one minute every morning before she, like, hops out of bed to just, like, lie in bed and just breathe like one minute. Like even that little, little meditation, that little pause, that intentional pause, like that's beneficial. Like it doesn't have to be this big Epic thing that we, we put up so many false barriers for ourselves. It,
1: it's so, it's so easy. Actually, I started to do this like breathwork class through, um, through this long COVID clinic clinic through Beth Israel hospital. So cool. They learn, they teach like this, uh, center for, I don't know, this, kind of neat Indian breath work and all these different kinds of meditations in these ways that you like clog one nostril and yeah and nadi Shona yeah yeah, yeah, oh my yeah God. I just
0: you it people helped. can't see what Kim was just doing but she was doing the hand motion for nadi Sho <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I do breath work. Like I do yoga. I used to teach Payo like a Pilates yoga thing, but I've never heard of this thing. And it helped me so much. Like one, it makes you really focused, mm. but two, it really helps like my lungs, like feeling yeah. like much better. And Holy cow. I love it that's tough.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Actually, funny thing about Nadi Shodhana, and I'll make sure we include a a sample in the, um, like a video or something in the episode notes. So folks don't know what it is. It's called alternate nostril breathing, which means flow purification in Sanskrit, Nadi Shodhana that is. And, um, there's a, I use this when I do my trainings. Um, (laughs) there's a picture of Hillary Clinton doing Nadi Shodhana on CNN. She claims, that in 2016, Nadi Shodana helped her get over the loss of the presidential election. So I'm like, whoa, oh, that's yeah. some powerful breathing. <laughs> oh, wow. Isn't that it's cool? Magic. I yeah. always share that. And I share the picture of her like on the slide. People always are like, what? Is that Hillary doing it? I'm like, yeah. And, um,
1: <laughs> it's so good. It's my new favorite
0: thing. Oh, that's awesome. And just, I don't know if they've probably talked about this, but just so folks know, like Nadi Shodana and other breath exercises as well, if you do them slow, they calm you. And if you do them fast, they can actually energize you. So if you do your little naughty shodana fast, it can actually help like upregulation, it could help energize you. So that's kind of fun, too. Cool. <laughs> awesome. So before we before we wrap up, you know, we're continuing to navigate 2022 here. And, you know, we're still kind of in the midst of COVID and and how that is impacting our lives and just a lot of shifts. And I've heard from other people about shedding things that no longer serve you in 2022 and all of these things. So I'm wondering if you have a piece of unique lifestyle inspiration that you, um, you know, might be a, a universal theme for this year or even a friendly warning for folks or something that we can carry through the remainder of
1: 2022. Um, Let's see. So, I think the lifestyle inspiration I think that I already talked about with the way I self care just by slowing down. Mm. Um, but so, I'm going to do a, the friendly warning thing. Um, as an astrologer, everyone should know what's going on right now in the United States. Oh, I love <laughs> as <we're> it. Talking <laughs> about presidential elections and things. So, um, for those that don't know, um, the US is going through what's called its Pluto return. So, Pluto um Pluto's the planet of death and destruction okay so (laughs) it's named after the Roman god of death okay okay
0: fair enough so it's not named after the Disney dog I'm just kidding all right go ahead
1: (laughs) (laughs) so Pluto takes approximately 248 years to circle the zodiac so um it is now actually February 20th is exactly the U.S.'s um, Pluto return so this is going to air just a little after that so hopefully yeah. hopefully we're all okay oh but my okay God. <laughs> so <laughs> um so it'll it'll be right where it was on the United States birthday on July 4th 1776 this is exactly where Pluto was right wow. so other other countries that have had a Pluto return have had like pretty intense like revolution um revolutions and stuff so um the Rome's second Pluto return was like the collapse of the Roman Empire. <laughs> so, luckily, that's like another 250 years from now. Um, oh my but, God. <laughs> so, I maybe regret asking you
0: this question. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. no, we're no good. This is
1: cool. It's cool. I have good things about it. Though. Okay. Because Pluto moves so slow, right? That we've already been feeling this in the US for the past three or four years. Sure. That is why the US is a uh, um something that i am i allowed to swear
0: we can no we don't generally i mean i can put an explicit warning but we'll just we'll just pretend that it's
1: it is a dumpster fire right?
0: Okay. Okay. hot mess so,
1: yeah it's a hot mess that's a much better way to say it so because that you know all this social change and all of our political um unrest and all these things that are padding in the u.s astrologers knew this was coming sure. for a while so we, you know, that's like why I'm like, oh my gosh, Pluto's coming back to the U.S. I got to get out of the U.S. And that's like one of the reasons I was like, we got to sell everything we own. Um, (laughs) But so now, so I feel like February 20th this year, like really 2022 in general is kind of like the Wednesday of the metaphorical week of crap that we have been going through. I feel like we are now reaching hump day and Pluto, yeah, it's the planet of death and destruction and throwing a volcano, a volcano thing. and things, but it's also transformation. And it is the reason that it burns things down is because things are not working. Mm. And we need to figure, we need to figure this out and we need to figure out a better way to get through this. Like, So it's all of us like rising from the ashes now and making some serious changes and the U.S. should start to look different here for the next three or four years in a good way. Okay. So I'm telling you all this.
0: <laughs> I'm all about transformation and rising from the ashes. Like I'm down with that.
1: Right? So <laughs> I feel like 2022 is, I know this is a long way for me to get to my point here, but it's, it's the turning point. It's, it's hump day. We are, we are getting through this now. And I feel like it's so much better from here on out because like I said, as an astrologer, I've known this is coming for a really long time and I still know it's like, okay, okay, man, we've made it. We've made it to the halfway point. You know, we yeah. can, it'll be good now. I'm um, just got to make it past February 20th. <laughs> <laughs> oh my By the time goodness, people no. are listening to this, we've already made it through. So we're good to go.
0: <laughs> Truth. My goodness, that's awesome, though. Like, I'm I'm fascinated, too, by that. Like, all of this, I think, is is really cool. And I've heard similar things from other, like, friends of mine who are astrologers or very intuitive and um, whatnot and, and have said kind of similar things. And I remember early on in... Uh, when kind of COVID first hit, there was some, I think it was a gentleman who was an astrologer, had kind of predicted it in some writing that he had done and stuff like that. I think that that's kind of wild, really, when you think Mm. about it. But um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So I know you've mentioned your business. Why don't you just make sure I don't think you actually said like the website address or your social media handles. So where can folks find you if they'd like to connect with you?
1: So my website is lifeoffthedeepend.com, but you can also find me by going to celestialnavigationastrology.com. That would just take you to just my um, metaphysical services. Um, And then I am on Facebook as Celestial Navigation Astrology, and I have Facebook as Life Off the Deep End. Um, Instagram, I don't have an astrology one. I just have Life Off the Deep End on Instagram. I think that's... That's about all places you can find me. And I have my little space in Salem. If anybody's local and they're listening, some you can get on Google Maps and find me. Celeste Jill are you in Salem? And wellness. Six Lind Street. So it's like right across from the Gallows Hill Theater, kind of on the same street as the um, witch dungeon museum.
0: Oh yeah, cool.
1: Awesome. And this weird little round building. It's pretty cute.
0: Fun. We I love Salem. We regularly go to Salem. Um, just Jaho coffee is one of my favorite, um, coffee spots. In, in and yeah, I world. live right there next <laughs> yeah, to Jaho. Yeah. So that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I know you are right over there. That's awesome. So we'll have to uh, make sure that's all linked in the chat and that folks, I mean, in the episode notes not the chat and we'll make sure that folks know where to, um, where to connect with you and find you. And I do recommend, um, The folks look you up for uh, birth chart readings or any of the phenomenal services that you offer. And I'll also make sure that your book, we didn't talk about your book, but I'll make sure that that's, um, I mentioned in the intro, we'll make sure that that is also linked in the episode. That's got a swear word in it. It does have a swear word. Um, (laughs) and I, I said it in the intro, I said, um, hippie stuff, but I said that that's not (laughs) the actual title, but folks can read between those lines.
1: (laughs) It be crap.
0: It'd be crap. That works. I <laughs> will make sure that's all uh, all there and make sure too to um, you know, for my listeners to hang tight so they can enjoy the guided meditation. Wow. Thankfully we are past February 20th at the time of this recording of the outro, but events happening in our world, however, do have me a bit concerned about the return to Pluto and what Kim and other astrologers have been talking about. Kim also sent me some additional information after the recording of her interview. This year, Pluto goes retrograde a couple of times. This means the U S Pluto return will actually happen two more times in 2022. Pluto reverses from this degree and then moves forward again to hit the same place three times total. Yikes. The second time it hits is July 12th and the third and final time is December 28th. Then Pluto finally moves forward and hopefully the U.S. can begin to heal. So we're not quite out of the woods yet. I love the reminders from Kim to slow down. Mindfulness is very important. Living in the present moment is a key aspect of self-care. We only have this present moment. And I highly recommend Kim's astrology services and her charts. I had my chart that she created for me, which is 50 pages of awesome information to get to know myself better from this perspective. I had it professionally printed and it looks beautiful. And don't forget to keep listening for the guided meditation following this outro. I really enjoy this one. So stay tuned. As always, thanks for listening to this episode. Remember to subscribe and rate this podcast on your preferred player. The ratings help us grow and share the message of self-care. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, please reach out directly by emailing podcast at drmcselfcare dot com. That's drmcselfcare.com. And come join the cast party at Dr. MC's Self Care Cabaret on Facebook and Instagram at Dr. or the website drmcselfcare.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and love me across all my social media platforms for the most up-to-date information on self-care. See you next time. Stay well and do good.
2: This is a chakra balancing meditation for grounding, for opening up, and for letting go. I want you to find a comfortable place to do this meditation where you won't be disturbed. You can either lay down on your back or you can sit in a chair with your palms up on your lap. When you get comfortable, I want you to take three deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. I want you to focus your attention on the area right above your head. There's energy there. This is your crown chakra. I want you to imagine a beautiful white light that is flowing and spinning and is just right above your head. It's connecting you to a higher source, the universe, God, mother nature, whatever speaks to you, but this space is bigger than yourself. And as you're watching this white light spin, I want you to imagine compassion and harmony and peace. I want you to let go of any feeling of depression or exhaustion and bring in this connection to spirituality and manifestation. This is spirit energy. Next, I want you to imagine the space on your forehead, right above and between your eyes where your third eye lives. I want you to imagine a beautiful purple spinning energy light circling here. While you imagine this light, I want you to imagine that this light is bringing you intuition and imagination and vision. When this light spins correctly and brightly, you can achieve your goals. This is where you see signs from the universe and your future. This is where wisdom comes from. I want you to let go of your own ego. I want you to see without you being in the picture. Next, I want you to move down to your neck and your throat area. This is your throat chakra. And this color is blue. And it's beautiful, bright, spinning light. While you are imagining this light, I want you to bring in expressing your own truth, your emotional creativity, your sense of speaking and hearing and breathing just open clear communication throughout your whole being and I want you to let go of anything opposite of expressing your old truth I want you to let go of this feeling of I shouldn't say that or what would someone think of me none of that is serving you your truth Next, I want you to move down to your heart chakra. This beautiful, beautiful green light is spinning at your chest. This is your love center. This is where harmony and trust and a love for yourself and a love for others, a lot of love. I want you to imagine this beautiful green light bringing you so much love and feeling true, universal, unconditional, unselfish love. This is your giving and your receiving and your compassion for all things. I want you to let go of any sense of not having a balanced heart. So if you're giving more than you are receiving, maybe you are receiving more than you are giving, I want you to let go of this unbalance and just feel love. Next, I want you to focus on your solar plexus chakra, which is right under your chest and your sternum area. Imagine a bright yellow spinning light. This is where your mental energy comes from. The wisdom of your own power, your self-esteem. This is your own ability to transform your life. This color is yellow because it's your fire, your sun burning bright. I want you to let go of any self-criticism, self-doubt, self-esteem issues, a feeling of not being assertive, a feeling of weakness. I want you to let go of all of that and know that you are powerful. Next. I want you to go down a little lower to your sacral chakra, which is about near your belly button. And you're going to imagine a bright, beautiful orange light spinning here. Your sacral chakra is where your gut feelings come from, your desire, your sexuality, your sensuality, where your emotions live and your creativity. I want you to let go of not feeling good enough and I want you to bring in joy. Next and last is your root chakra which is all the way down to your tailbone The root chakra is red a red beautiful bright spinning light This is where I want you to feel safe and grounded and stable I want you to let go of any issues you've ever had with your finances your family relationships You are safe and you are grounded and you are connected to this earth. I want you to now imagine that all of these chakras are spinning perfectly the same and together. That you have this energy It goes from the crown of your head all the way to your root. And everything's spinning in harmony. You can take a few deep breaths here. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes.